0: This is Dr. Edward Gaber. This podcast is on constipation. Constipation is a very common problem in older and sometimes younger adults. Abdominal discomfort, straining at stool, and bloating are some of the most common complaints in a primary care doctor's office. Patients complain they may not have a bowel movement for more than three times a week, or they have difficulty passing stool or hard stools, or have a feeling of incompleteness of bowel movements. They say they often have to extract stools with their fingers. Patients often underestimate the number of bowel movements they have per week, and a daily diary can help decide the exact number. Chronic constipation is defined by these problems lasting over six months. The Bristol Stool Chart helps patients describe the character of their stools. Irritable bowel syndrome causes constipation or diarrhea or alternates between diarrhea and constipation and often increases rectal tune. Diabetes, especially with autonomic neuropathy, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, paraplegia, hypothyroidism, scleroderma, low magnesium or potassium levels, high calcium levels, anorexia nervosa and dehydration can cause constipation. Pregnant patients are often constipated. Medications such as iron pills, calcium supplements, or acids and calcium channel blockers like amlodipine, which can also contribute to reflux, cause constipation. Also, alpha agonists like clonidine for hypertension, diuretics, antihistamines, decongestants, tricyclic antidepressants like amitriptyline, antipsychotics like zyprexa, aluminum acids like sucraliphate, Opioids, chemotherapy, antispasmodics for the urinary bladder or colon are common causes of constipation. SSRIs may cause diarrhea or constipation. Laxative abuse can cause constipation. About 40% of elderly patients use laxatives regularly. Eating a lot of cheese can be constipating. Lack of fiber in the diet contributes to constipation. Enteral tube feeding without adequate fiber or water can lead to constipation. Sedentary lifestyles and bed rest can cause constipation, but increasing exercise in normally active people does not seem to help constipation. Colon cancer, volvulus, megacolon, ischemic colitis, hernias, and diverticulitis or bowel strictures from previous diverticulitis or surgery can cause constipation. Anorectal pain from fissures, painful hemorrhoids, abscesses, or proctitis can discourage patients from moving their bowels, but some patients with dementia or psychiatric illness chronically suppress the urge to defecate. Elderly patients often have weak abdominal muscles. Pelvic floor dysfunction may be the etiology of constipation and a gastroenterologist can do manometry to diagnose this. Fecal impaction of the rectum must be ruled out when there is no bowel movements for several days and there is discomfort in the rectum or lower abdomen. The average American eats only 10 grams of fiber a day if you add up all the fruits and vegetables they consume. Even Raisin Bran has only 7 grams of fiber per cup. Worldwide, people eat 60 to 90 grams of fiber a day. I strongly recommend Fiber One cereal, or all-brand bran brand buds, one cup a day unless there is a history of small bowel obstruction. I advise them to begin very slowly and work up to one cup a day, and don't expect it to help right away. I don't recommend water-soluble fibers such as Metamucil, which can actually slow down peristalsis in the small bowel and cause fermentation in the colon with subsequent putrid stools and a lot of gas. Some people are exquisitely sensitive to caffeine, and even a cup of coffee a day can cause constipation. A large hot cup of a non-caffeinated beverage every morning can trigger a bowel movement 15 to 20 minutes after this. And breakfast by stimulating the gastrocolic reflex. The colon is most susceptible to this in the morning. A footstool for the toilet can get patients in a more squatting position, which is really the most natural position to have a bowel movement. Some patients do well with Miralax or Linzess, or magnesium oxide pills, or prunes or cherries daily. Do not take magnesium at the same time as your statin drug and do not take magnesium if you have kidney insufficiency. Some patients find they have softer stools with energy bars or drinks that contain sugar alcohols, but too much of them can cause gas or diarrhea. Vitamin water drinks contain a small amount of sugar alcohol, erythritol. The newer Atkins bars do not have sugar alcohol but have polydextrose, which can act as a laxative. Stimulant laxatives like Sinicot or Ducalax were strongly discouraged in the past, but now allowed with refractive constipation. We discourage discourage Fleets' sodium phosphate enemas, which can be dangerous in the elderly. Digital disimpaction is necessary for fecal impaction of the rectum, glycerin suppositories or mineral oil enemas or enemas with six ounces of warm water daily for three days are helpful for disimpacting patients. Rarely surgery is necessary for complicated lower bowel impaction with impending perforation. Subtotal colectomy has been used very successfully in refractive patients with slow transit constipation, but there may be complications from surgery. Rectocele repair is not known to help trouble with defecation, but correction of Hirschsprung's disease, which is a congenital aganglionic megacolon or megarectum helps. Biofeedback can help patients with dyssynergenic defecation from pelvic floor dysfunction. Many doctors recommend drinking extra water to help constipation, but some articles suggest that if a person has adequate water intake, this does not help and excessive water intake can be dangerous in elderly patients, people with heart failure or on diuretics as it can cause dangerously low serum sodium levels or exacerbation of heart failure. Opioid antagonists can be used for patients with opioid-induced constipation or ileus. Symptoms and signs that cause more concern to physicians a blood on the stool or positive stool tests for blood, anemia weight loss over 10 pounds, new onset constipation or persistent constipation, abdominal pain, especially in the elderly, a family history of inflammatory bowel disease or colon cancer, or a change in the caliber of the stool, abdominal CAT scans and colonoscopy may be indicated. Colonoscopy is often not advised after age 75 by the powers that be. But many of my patients, 75 and older, are in great shape with no comorbidities and are really younger than their chronological age. I don't discourage these patients from doing colonoscopy with a very experienced gastroenterologist. If they're not able to do a colonoscopy, a flexible sigmoidoscopy or an anoscopy, or a Cologuard stool test can be done. However, don't put all your trust in the color guard test. As a hospitalist, I admitted a patient with metastatic colon cancer that had had a negative Colguard guard test with a primary care doctor two months prior. Digital rectal exam is very important to access for anal structure, rectal mass, or impaction, and to check for occult blood with a hemocult card. But two more hemocult cards should be done by the patient, and they should be avoiding vitamin C tablets for five days before utilizing them. Routine colonoscopy should start now at 45 years old or 10 years before a first degree relative's age when they found a colon cancer, or, I believe, 10 years before the age the first degree relative found a precancerous adenomatous polyp. I hope this discussion has been helpful.